This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, When Your Setback Seems Irreversible. Take out your message notes. And on your outline, uh, we're going to look this weekend at how to handle the kind of setbacks that seem irreversible. And on your outline, I begin by defining setback. A setback is a loss of progress, a defeat of a plan, or a reversal of good fortune. In other words, it's anything that sets you back. That's setback. And today, we're going to look at what do you do when your setback seems irreversible? You just think the door is totally closed and it's never opening again. What do you do when your setback appears to be permanent? It looks irreversible. You think, I'm never going to climb out of this hole. Well, the answer to that question is found in the life of a man in the Bible named Job. Uh, There's a book by his name almost in the middle of your Bible. If you open your Bible right in the middle, you'll come to Psalms. And the book right before that is Job. It's probably the first book written uh, in the Bible. And it's about a man named Job. Now, in his day, Job was the wealthiest man in the world. He was very powerful, very famous, very important, very influential. But on a single day, he literally lost everything. Every one of his sons and daughters, he had a big family, were murdered by terrorists on a single day. That's enough right there. But then uh, natural disasters wiped out all of his crops and all of his livestock. They all died on a single day. It was a disaster. He lost all of his wealth and he became deathly ill with an incurable and extremely painful disease. Now talk about having a bad day. If you want to read that story and the story behind it, it's in the book of Job. But everything went wrong in his life. That's a real setback. And it seemed like it was irreversible. Job chapter 30, verse 26 and 27, Job says, I looked for good to come, but evil came instead. And I waited for some light, but darkness fell instead. And the churning inside of me, you know, that upset stomach never stops. And waves of misery crash over me. I have no doubt in a crowd this size at Saddleback Church this weekend, that some of you are feeling like Job. And yet at the end of the story of the book of Job, he has one of the greatest comebacks in history. He loses it all, health, wealth, family, everything, posterity and prestige. But at the end, he gains it all back in even a greater way. Now, this story is gonna encourage you no matter what kind of setback you're experiencing today. What we're gonna do is we're gonna look at the five things that Job did 
when everything fell apart in his life. You're gonna need this someday if you don't need it right now. So I encourage you to write this down. And to help you remember, um, I, I've created a little acrostic around the word trust, T-R-U-S-T. These are the five things that Job did to trust God for a comeback when his setback seemed irreversible. So what do you do? What do you do when you've been devastated by something so big that you think, I'm never getting out of this, I'm never coming back from this? You trust, and you do the five things that Job did. So let's get right into it. The T in our trust acrostic stands for tell God exactly how you feel. That's where you start. When you've had a major setback, you start by unloading your emotions on God. The first thing you do when you're in pain, you tell God how you feel. You don't tell him how you think you ought to feel. You don't tell him how you should feel. You don't tell what would be right to feel. You tell him how you actually feel. Did you know that when God listens to you, he wants you to be honest? And, and, and that when you are honest to God about your emotions, that's actually an act of worship? Even when you're disappointed, even when you're expressing frustration, even when you express doubt and fear or anything to God, you say, God, I'm afraid, God, I'm guilty, God, I'm resentful, God, I'm sad, God, life sucks. This is terrible, I can't stand what I'm going through. When you're talking to God, you're still focusing on him and that's worship. And so you start, no matter what's gone wrong in your life, by telling God exactly how you feel. Now. Notice Job's reaction to the disaster in his life. Uh, Job says this, it says this about Job. Job stood up, he tore his robes in grief. That by the way is a, is a Middle Eastern uh, custom. And he shaved his head, that's a Middle Eastern custom. Uh, and then he fell to the ground and he worshiped God. He's acting in total humility and in despair and in doubt and in frustration and anger. Anytime you have a loss in your life, any kind of loss, you're gonna have four emotions. You're gonna have anger, why did this happen to me? You're gonna have grief, what have I lost? You're gonna have shock, what's going on here? Uh, and, and you're gonna have uh, questions. Why did this happen? I can't believe this is going on. You're gonna have fear. What's gonna happen next? You know what? You need to express every one of those emotions to God. You need, don't need to hold it in. You don't need to say, uh, you know, God, I'm happy about this. You can say, God, I'm angry. God, I'm fearful. God, I'm frustrated. I'm scared. You tell him exactly how you feel. Let me let you on a little secret. Some of you I've told this to before, but some of this is new for you. God can handle any emotion you've got. And you know why? Because he gave them to you. The only reason you have any feelings, you have any emotions is because you were made in the image of God. It's what makes you different from animals. And God is an emotional God. The reason you have emotions is because God has emotions. All those emotions came from him and he can handle them. He can handle your anger. He can handle your doubt. He can handle your fear. He can handle your complaints, all, all of that. In fact, Job was brutally honest with God. In Job chapter seven, verse 11, he says this, I can't be quiet, I'm angry, I have to speak. He's saying, God, I'm ticked off. And if you read the book of Job, you will actually see a progression in his reaction to his giant setback where he literally lost everything, devastated. First, he, he expresses confusion. What's going on in my life? You ever felt like that? Yeah. Then, number two, he starts complaining. 
Then he starts blaming God for all this pain. And at one point he says, God, you didn't do this right. You handled it wrong. You let all this bad stuff happen to me. And God, I don't like it or like you right now. Well, God can handle that emotion. The right response to loss or to tragedy or to disaster is not to grin and bear it. The right response when, when someone causes a, a, a setback in your life, uh, you, God never wants you to fake an emotion. Remember that. God never wants you to fake emotion. He doesn't want you to put on a happy face. That's faking it. Never, never, never. He doesn't want you to fake emotion. doesn't want you to say pious platitudes, what you think you ought to say to God in prayer. He wants you to honestly tell him how you're struggling. God, I'm grieving right now. God, I'm hurting right now. God, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm depressed. I'm discouraged. I'm having some doubts. You tell it all to God, and God can handle it. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day, delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Did you know experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. In fact, studies show the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. The Bible tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So it's clear that God wants us to develop an attitude of gratitude. But we all know it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. As you go through the study, you'll discover the many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop the lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study to say thanks when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Once again, here's Rick. I'm just wondering how many of you who are listening to me are parents. Because if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, now, this may have never happened to you, but it certainly has happened to me. Sometimes my children, I know this will shock you, actually question my judgment. <laughs> Sometimes my kids question my judgment. Now, my kids never question that I love them. They know I love them. They've never doubted that. And they don't question that I've been around a lot longer than they have been. I've experienced a whole lot more uh, in life than they have. But sometimes they do question my wisdom, daddy's wisdom. And you know what? I'd rather have an honest conversation with my kids than have them stuff it. I'd rather have my kids say, you know, dad, I think you're way off on this. Uh, why did you do that? I think that was a dumb thing to do. I'd rather have my kids talk to me honestly than to stuff it down. And so would God. 
Lamentations 2.19 says this, cry out in the night, pour out your heart like water. What's that mean? Spill your guts. Pour out your heart like water in prayer to the Lord. With God, honesty is always the best policy. And at the end of the story, God actually commends and praises and encourages Job because he did this first step in the TRUST. He told God exactly how I feel. He was honest. Job never stopped trusting God, even when he was angry, even when he was upset, even when he didn't understand it, when he was confused, when he had doubts, even when he thought God had messed it all up. He still kept trusting God, but he was just honest. Now, the Bible gives us a lot of examples of many godly people who expressed their frustration to God. One time there was a guy named Jeremiah, and he gets upset at what God did. He says, God, you have deceived me. He's a prophet. Jeremiah's a prophet. I, he says, I think you've lied to me, God, and things haven't turned out the way you told me they were going to turn out, and I'm mad at you. God allows that in the Bible. Another time there's a woman named Naomi, and things don't go well for her. She says, call me bitter because God has made my life bitter. It's in the Bible. Another time there's a guy named David who says, Lord, I've taken the worst from you and I've taken all that you can give and I'm fed up, I've had it. And God says, you're a man after my own heart. These people were trusting God to handle their emotions. And Job did that too. Now, although he expressed his fear and his questions and his frustrations and his doubts, he says, I'm still gonna trust you, Lord, even though I don't understand it. Uh, and and I, I'm going to do exactly what you tell me to do, uh, even though I feel like blowing it all off. But And I'm going to tell you how I feel because I know you can handle it. You know, there's another guy in the Bible named Habakkuk. How would like to have that name? Habakkuk. He had the same problem. And Habakkuk wrote a little short book near the end of the Old Testament of the Bible. It's called the book of, you guessed it, Habakkuk. It's only three chapters long, and you can summarize the whole book in one word. Why? Why, God? Why is this happening to me? If you've ever felt that question, why is this happening to me? Why, God? Why me? Why now? Then you need to go read the book of Habakkuk. Now, what happened in his lifetime is that Habakkuk saw his nation being overrun by terrorists. That sound familiar? And they were just devastating the country and they were brutal and they were destroying his nation right in front of his eyes. And Habakkuk was really upset about it. And he complains to God. He says, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's asking why. There's another guy who did that named David. David went through a really tough time and he didn't know how to handle it. And here's what he says in Psalm 116, verse 10. In the middle of his setback, his deep despair, David says, I believed... So I said, I'm completely ruined. Now, that sounds like a contradiction. Look at that verse on your outline. David says, I believed, so I said, I'm ruined. What in the world is he talking about? What is he saying? Well, what he's saying is, because I believe in God, I know I can complain to God. You ever thought about this? Who does an atheist complain to? <laughs> Himself? I mean, if you complain to God about your life, it means that you at least believe there's a God. And David says, I believed, so I complained. And I kept on believing, even when I said, I'm completely crushed. There's no contradiction in that. Question, what frustrations have you never talked about? Let me ask you that question again. What frustrations have you never talked about? 
You've never talked to God about it, much less talked to a counselor about it or whatever. That frustration at work, that frustration in your marriage, that frustration with your body, that frustration in a relationship or friendship with your parents, what, that frustration with that wacko relative of yours. <laughs> and, and you're feeling, I don't like this, God, but you've never talked to God about it. God can handle it. The, the, the far, first step to trusting God on the road to come back is to tell him exactly how you feel. That's the T, tell him exactly how I feel. Now, the second way to trust God for a comeback when everything looks fatal, final, and no way out of it is the R in trust that it stands for refuse to become bitter. Refuse to become bitter. Now, it's okay to tell God you're mad or you're sad or you're angry or you're depressed, but you don't let that grief or frustration or worry turn into resentment and bitterness. Because really what bitterness is, is that bitterness is saying, I don't trust you, God. Bitterness is saying, I don't see the big picture. When those flames are coming around my life and I'm getting burned on every side, how could God allow this to happen to me? Bitterness is really saying, God, I don't understand what you're doing. And I'm not just mad, I'm, I'm bitter, I'm resentful. And that is like poison. Now, Job did not get bitter. He saw the big picture. And for some of you today, the first time, you're gonna see the big picture with Job. Uh, you're gonna read Job. Uh, there, there was nothing about marketplace in his life, but you're gonna see the picture, the big picture, of that God is still in control. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day, delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, did you know that experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. In fact, studies show the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. The Bible tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So, it's clear that God wants us to develop an attitude of gratitude. But we all know it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. As you go through the study, you'll discover the many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop the lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study to say thanks when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Friends, today I want to share a letter from Dawn. She almost lost everything in a tragic car accident, but I want you to listen to how God worked in her life. 
She says, Pastor Rick, I was involved in a head-on collision on my way to work. I could not go to work for three months due to this accident. And because of this, I was terminated from my job. After months of not working, I was completely out of money and food, and my faith was beginning to get very, very thin. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I began to contemplate suicide. And I wondered if, I, if that maybe that would solve everything. And although I contemplated it, I continued to read and study my Bible every day. And then you started your series called Seeking God for a Breakthrough. And I honestly thought, Rick, that you were talking directly to me. I wondered how you, having never met me, could know what I exactly needed at that moment. I want to deeply thank you and God for this series because with tears rolling down my face, I prayed the prayer of commitment and dedicated my life to Jesus Christ. I had not felt such relief in such a long time. It was your teaching and the guidance in the Daily Hope podcast that has been a tremendous help to me. Wow. Thank you for writing, Don. I'm so sorry that you had to go through such a hard time, but I love the fact that you found hope and you found relief in listening to God's word on Daily Hope. You know, maybe you know someone today whose faith, like Don's faith, is very thin. Tell them about these Daily Hope messages. Please tell them. It may be the most important thing you do for somebody. The simple act of encouraging someone to listen to solid biblical teaching can help them start their journey back to God. You can make the difference for eternity. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.